Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on The Fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. Live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. And lots to get to on today's show. We didn't get to the Javi Baez uh, situation uh, from over the week. And so I want to start off talking about that. Don't forget, Rami Makhlouf, the Rami Show, uh, comes up here uh, at 3 o'clock. Okay, so this whole thing going on with Javi Baez. I'm just going to talk about this just uh, briefly here. So Javi Baez, uh, none too happy with the New York Mets, uh, that fans are booing him. Mind you, he's hitting like 210. Uh, since the Mets brought him over from the Cubs. One hand, much better with the Cubs either, to be honest with you. Um, But none too happy. And he's been getting booed for striking out and so forth. Now, one of two things here. Either A, the Mets fans did not realize who they were getting and thought he was having like an MVP-type year of years ago. Um, Or B, they boo everybody that strikes out. I'm really not quite sure what's going on. But either way... Baez strikes out a lot. That's not breaking news. That's been this dude's career. That's always been a problem with Javi Baez. This isn't something new. So he's been getting booed. Other players on his team uh, have been getting booed uh, as well. Now, in fairness, you know, earlier in the year, the Mets uh, were playing good baseball and they were out in front in first place, and people thought, hey, Mets are going to be a playoff team. The Mets now sit seven and a half games behind first place, 63 and 67 uh, overall, and that's coming off having won two games in a row. They were 61 and 67. So they have not been playing a good brand of baseball. The owner, uh, obviously, uh, none too happy, as you could well imagine, and he also is one that is on social media and will tweet with fans and so forth. So... At some point here, Javi Baez and his teammates decided instead of celebrating when they got on base with a base hit or a double or whatever the case may be, they were going to do a thumbs down to the dugout. And then the people in the dugout would do a thumbs down back, whatever. Similar to what the Brewers do with the claw, right? They get on base and the two hands go up like the claw or whatever they do. Uh, and then you have a guy or two that does the same thing in the, in the, the dugout. Well, nobody really knew what the thumbs down thing was all about. And nobody would know what the thumbs down thing is all about. Had somebody not asked Javi Baez, and Javi Baez not been way, way, way too honest in his answer. What does the thumbs down celebration after a big hit mean? This is the booze that we get. You know, we like we're not we're not machines. We're gonna struggle, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna struggle seven times out of out of ten. And and you know it just it just feels bad when 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 we strike out when I strike out and I get booed you know it doesn't really get to me but like I want I want to let them know that when we success we're gonna do the same thing to to know how to to let them know how how it feels you know because 
if we win together, then we we gotta lose together, you know. And 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 the fans are really big part of it. So, um, in my case, they they gotta be better, you know. I I play for the fans and I love the fans, but you know if if they're gonna do that, they they just put in more pressures on the team, and and that's not that's not what we want. So that's Javi Baez's response. Now, originally, as you heard that, he says he feels bad, and then it says it doesn't bother him. Okay, well, yeah, it's obviously one or the other. Okay. So that's what Javi Baez says. Then last night comes a statement from Sandy Alderson, who's the president of the New York Knicks. Sandy Alderson uh, was with the Oakland A's for a long time and so forth, been around baseball, was in the Major League Baseball League office, a long time uh, MLB guy. This is what the statement says from the New York Mets. In a post game press conference today, Javi Baez stated that his, quote, thumbs down. Uh, gesture during the game was a message to fans who recently have booed him and other players for poor performance. These comments and any gestures by him or other players with a similar intent are totally unacceptable and will not be tolerated. Mets fans are understandably frustrated over the team's recent performance. The players in the organization are equally frustrated, but fans at City Field have every right to express their own disappointment. Booing is every fan's right. The Mets will not tolerate any player gesture that is unprofessional in its meaning or is directed in a negative way toward our fans. I will be meeting with our players and staff to convey this message directly. Mets fans are loyal, passionate, knowledgeable, and more than willing to express themselves. We love them for every one of these qualities. Sandy Alderson, president of the New York Mets. This is my question. Who is more in the wrong here? In your opinion, as a fan, who's more in the wrong? Javi Baez, the Mets fans, or Sandy Alderson, the president of the New York Mets? Who's the most in the wrong? Played you the Baez clip, read you the statement from Sandy Alderson, explained to you that people have been booing Javi Baez. Of those three, who's most at fault in your mind? I don't know if there's a right or a wrong answer. I think it's just an opinion-based thing based on how you are as a fan and whether or not you boo uh, your home team or not and how you view players and what you think they should be allowed to do or not do versus what Sandy Alderson thinks a player should be allowed to do or not do at this point. Let's chat. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also uh, tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. For good comedy relief, I'm also going to play this other clip from Javi Baez in which he talks about you know being a free agent at the end of the year and uh, maybe still being okay to resign with the Mets. Just curious if how you have enjoyed or not enjoyed your time playing in New York, and would you do you consider signing with the Mets this offseason a a top priority? If so, why? And if not, why not? Yeah, I mean, like I said, the booze doesn't bother me. It, it kind of makes me compare compete more. I mean, I go out there pitch by pitch and compete. Doesn't like I have a plan, but you know the other team have a plan too. We gotta play against that, and you know we'll see. I, I, I like I say, I love. I would love to play with with, with Francisco, you know, together. But you know, we'll see what happens in the offseason um, when that when that gets there. But like right now, we we I'm trying to focus on on having a a, a good end of the year and and, and stay healthy. Yeah, he's not going back to that stop I mean, unless it's a crazy amount of money. Like John Heyman, who. Uh, is on with us on Thursdays. Our Odyssey MLB insider reported last night that he thinks there's a real chance that he could end up back in Chicago uh, with the Cubs. Then Heyman took his little backhanded uh, uh, comment by saying, you know, Cubs fans are nicer uh, pretty much uh, than Mets fans are at this point. I'm going to simply say this. Have I ever booed one of my teams while in a stadium? Yes. Do I have a problem with booing your team in a stadium? No. Now, I realize that there are many people, especially people that played the sport and were on the field to get said boos or said cheers, that think that many fans should not boo at all. If you don't like it, shut up. Don't boo me and tell me you don't like it. Uh, I'm, I know I'm not playing well. I don't need you to boo me to verify that I'm not playing well. I was having this conversation with my 14-year-old earlier today. And 
I was telling him what was going on with Javi Baez and so forth, and he had saw it on social media. And he kind of just went off about the whole thing with Javi Baez. He says he's making millions and millions and millions of dollars. And the fans pay their money, the hard-earned money or whatever, to go watch him play. If you're making that much money, you have to understand with that come expectations of how good you're expected to be. And that as a player, that you should understand that being booed means they have higher expectations for you than what you're performing at. That it's not necessarily, you know, the most negative thing in the whole wide world. That, yeah, you're frustrated and they're telling you they're also frustrated by you not performing up to the standard that they set. I thought it was brilliant. Brilliant. I said, that's really, really good stuff. But Javi Baez, to a certain degree, is right too. And I believe what Javi Baez says, which is, you boo me, okay. But what that does is it really puts more pressure on me as a player to really start to do something. And maybe the more pressure I have, maybe the worse off I am. So now maybe you're overswinging or you're not being as patient uh, or you're looking to do more than you need to do in order to get out of this funk. There's so many sides to this conversation. I'm very interested in hearing from you listeners. It's just you, me, and Dan Plucker. That's it. Because a lot of you have played sports. A lot of you have coached sports. A lot of you have been to many sporting events. So we're all going to have different viewpoints on where we sit on this. Who do you think is most at fault in this whole thing? Javi Baez for doing the thumbs down gesture and then telling everybody why he was doing it. Sandy Alderson by saying that fans aren't allowed to do that uh, in response to being booed uh, by the fans or the fans for booing their home team. Where do you put the most fault in all of this? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 12.50 a.m. The fan at Sparky's Midday Madness. What does the thumbs down celebration after a big hit mean? This is the booze that we get, you know? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Like, we're, not, we're not machines. We're going to struggle. You know, we're going we're gonna... to... We're gonna struggle seven times out of out of ten, and and you know it just it just feels bad when 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 we strike out when I strike out and I get boo, you know it doesn't really get to me, but like I want I want to let them know that when we success we're gonna do the same thing to to know how to to let them know how how it feels, you know, because if we win together then we we gotta lose together, you know, and 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 the fans are really big part of it, so um, 
in my case, they they gotta be better. You know, I I play for the fans and I love the fans, but you know if if they're gonna do that, they they just put in more pressures on the team, and and that's not that's not what we want. There he is, Javi Baez, uh, New York Mets. Javi Baez uh, talking to the media there, which then led to a response from the New York Mets. Uh, Sandy Alderson, uh, the president of the Mets, sending out a memo last night saying this will not be tolerated by anybody uh, or anybody in the uh, on the staff, any players or nothing else. You will not uh, do this to the fans. Our fan base is to be respected. They have every right to boo. We're not that good. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So who is uh, the most at fault here, do you think? Is it the Mets fans for booing to begin with that starts all of this, booing your home team? Maybe you're completely against that. Is it Javi Baez for the response that he just had by doing thumbs down after he gets hit? Is it Sandy Alderson for maybe going over the top uh, and now he's going to go chastise his team for having a response to the fans getting booed? Maybe you didn't like that. Where do you put uh, the most fault in this whole thing? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan. Tony in Texas, you're first up on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Tony? Sparky, what, what did Francisco Lindor sign with to go to the Mets? You know how much money? Ooh, it was a big money number. What is it, $300 million maybe? It was a lot. And he hasn't done crap this year. I had him in fantasy drafted. I mean, he done nothing other than get right. hurt. Yep. You know, as as an audience member for the New York Mets, wouldn't you be a little upset when your team is, is basically just fading down the stretch? Sounds like they want to have a COVID type of audience there. They don't want any type of fans in the, in the building at City Field, but... You know, I looked at their record last year, and they were eight games under 500 in a was a 50 game season last year. This year, Francisco Lindor will collect 43.3 million dollars okay. in 21, including his 22.3 million base salary, 21 million signing bonus, paid uh, to be paid after the deal is approved by the league office. Blah 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 blah. So yeah, there you go, huge number. So I put it on the on the, on the players there, Spark. They gotta they gotta be. <laughs> They got to be able to to take that that type of criticism, and and they're not the fans aren't throwing anything at them. They're not like you know like we've seen in some of those basketball games. They've got to get better, you know, like Coach Bud would say, get better. So and by the way, do you have Ryan Wood on this week at all? I like uh, to hear what he has, uh, he has we, to say. We can probably work on getting Ryan Wood on. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, such a horrible idea uh, because hear he is Ryan. a yeah Ryan Wood's a huge Mets fan who works at the Green Bay Press Gazette, and I'm sure he can't be none too thrilled about this either. But, yeah, I blame it on the players, Spark. That's where I go. I think Sandy Alderson actually showed some good leadership there, and I don't even know who their manager is over there in New York. Is it Rojas still? I don't yeah, even know think, who it is. Yeah, yeah they, they, you got to stop that. You can't let your players boo the, the audience members. Come on, or put the thumbs down on the audience members. Gotcha. All right, sounds good. Thanks. All Appreciate right, it. You appreciate bet you take buddy. care. Yep, Paul LaDuca. I'm seeing if I can find his tweet. Here we go. Uh, Paul LaDuca, did you see this tweet last night, Plucker, uh, in response to this whole Mets situation? Paul LaDuca, the former Major League Baseball catcher, caught in the big leagues for a long time. People get mad at me, LaDuca says. In 2006, we won 10 games in a row on the road, set a Met record, came home and got blown out by the Pirates who were in last place. We got booed off the field. I'll laugh because Met Nation is so passionate. Get it or go home. I'm sorry. Uh, That is Paul LaDuca. So, again, this is a guy that played there and understood that this is that fan base. Like, they're going to boo you. You don't play well, you're going to get booed regardless of how well you may have been playing going into that game. And that's a prime example of it, and that was, what, 15 years ago, Plucker? Right. I agree. I think that has kind of been a staple of fans in New York just in general. Like the Knicks are always booed a ridiculous amount. The Jets, I mean, how many times have we seen them booed off the field? Yep. Like and New York fans are extremely passionate about their teams and when they don't win, they get booed. Like the, it's all about success and winning championships in New York because that's just what they all believe they deserve for every single sport. That's why everybody hates the Yankees because of all the championships that they've won. And the Giants, when they were on their runs, everybody hated them too, other than when they were, the fact that they were beating Tom Brady. So some people like them, I guess, as well. But it, that's just what it's like in New York. At the same time, like I kind of see where Javi Baez is coming from. And 
he just can't have it both ways because he, like you were saying, he was saying that it's no big deal that it doesn't affect him. Well, you wouldn't be doing any of this stuff if it didn't affect you Correct. at all. Yes. Like at, at the same time, now I'm saying all this as well. I just think it's funny. Like, I don't think, I think it's been blown way out of perfor- proportion. If the players want to do this and have their own little inside joke, if I was a fan of that team, I would think it was funny. I would laugh at it and kind of like rally behind it. I'd start booing them after they got base hits just to like add on to the fun of the situation and try to make it like a joke instead of now it's all blown up. Now the team is mad at, at the players and everybody and their mom wants to have some sort of opinion on it no doubt and it's like crumbling apart this clubhouse and this team right now when it's already in this demise that it's in why not try to rally around this and make it a joke instead of like everybody just freak the heck out about it where the owner has to make statements and the owner of the Knicks has to make a statement and all of this baloney that's going along with it now like it's just been blown way out of proportion. I mean, well, we're in Milwaukee talking about the New York Mets on a Monday. Yes. Like, that's crazy to me. No doubt. No, that's but crazy. Again, if if you wanted this to go away, in my opinion, Sandy Ellison should have just shut the hell up. And now, again, Tony in Texas is a Mets fan and say, dude, that's great. Oh, that's awesome. You take our side. We can boo as much as we want. That's wonderful, blah, 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 blah. But all you kind of did was you threw gas on it, right? So now, as a player, and you're in that clubhouse. Now you feel like the GM's against us. Now you feel like the owner's against us. We're all supposed to be in this together. And now you've decided you're going to take the fan standpoint and not have our backs as players. So what I think he's essentially done, Sandy Alderson is, and he's a smart dude, but what I think he's essentially done is kind of from the outside looking in, players may be looking at this going, well, he's not going to have our back. He's going to roll with the fans. That's cool. I don't think I want to go work with the, work for that guy. Or go play for that guy at this point. That very well. This may completely backfire on them. I, I just don't think you needed to respond to it at all. As 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 owners, as general manager, you could have the closed door meeting with Javi Baez. Have it. Have the conversation, Javi, dude. What you can't do that, man. Like, please just stop. Like, I'm not going to find you. I'm not going to suspend you. I'm not going to make this public. Just please don't do it anymore. Please. You said what you had to say. Fine. It's done. Let's move forward. That's probably how it should have been handled one time. Now, if he goes back out there and does it again after you have the conversation with him, well, then by all means, then do whatever you got to do. You warned him once. You gave him a fair shot. He did it again despite what you said. Then he's just kind of looking forward to a certain degree. I I wouldn't have done what Sandy Ellerson did. So to answer this question, to me, I, I think the Mets made the wrong move. I, I would not have done that. Uh, Javi Baez... Uh, and the fans, it's blown up because the players never do anything in return. The players get sworn at. The players get family members talked about. The players get girlfriends talked about. Everybody goes after and attacks these players. And I get it. You paid your hard-earned money. You bought a ticket. That does not give you the right, necessarily, to say the things that you say to these players when they're on the field thinking nothing's going to happen to you. It just doesn't. Not at all. Now, booing? I don't have any problem with booing. Now batting. Uh, Javi Baez. Boo! That's what you want to do? Good luck. Have at it. I, I don't... Doesn't matter to me. Because that's the way that you're going to show that you're frustrated with the product. Now, a player will say, hey, I'm frustrated too. You don't got to remind me about how bad I am. It's not helping this situation. I get it. Totally. I, I, I totally understand that side of it. And from the person buying the ticket, they're like, I spent my money to come watch this, and this is not what I paid my money for. I think season ticket holders are more wanting to boo than a single individual single-game ticket holder, right? So if I go to three games a year, let's say, and uh, Tom next door goes to 80 games a year, right, or 70 gives some away, whatever the case may be, Goes goes to that many games and sees this over and over and over again. By July and August, he's probably going to be booing because he wasted all of this money to watch a horrible product that had expectations. Now, if you're a season ticket holder for the Pittsburgh Pirates, shut your mouth. Just shut your mouth. You know what you're paying season ticket money for. You know you're paying to watch a bad baseball team. You chose to buy that money because you love your team, which is great. You may want to see the other teams coming into play, which is fine. For me, booing 
makes sense if there are expectations. You know the team can play to expectations, and they're not, right? If you're watching a Bucks game and you're at the arena and they're not hustling back on defense and they're not hustling after loose balls and they're getting run out of the gym because of lack of hustle and effort, I have no problem if you want to boom. Have at it. Do it. Don't bother me at all. But if you have a team that's not talented, for instance, the process that Philadelphia went through when Hinky was running things, when you're when you're going through that situation and you've got a bunch of dudes that probably don't belong playing as many minutes as they are in the NBA, having to play a ton of minutes in the NBA, and they're busting their butt and they're playing hard and they're doing what they have to do, to me, there's no sense to boo them. I don't care how many games they lose. They're all playing hard. They're doing the best they can. That's different. I guess for me, it's, it depends on the situation as far as when I'm okay with booing and when I'm not. Mike, south side of Milwaukee, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike? This is, oh, uh, Sparky, any uh, sports for your kids this weekend? Uh, yeah, we had uh, high school baseball practice uh, well, been hot, eh? last night, and now tonight we have two baseball practices tonight, so we'll have more baseball practice. Had flag football for the five-year-old indoors on Saturday morning. They actually won their game, so that was nice. He was excited. Uh, so, yeah. Well, the games, uh, they were outside Saturday? No, indoors. They they play them indoors. Yeah, I mean, it's it it's part of a... It's part of a... hot out. Yeah, it was part of a... It's Ruined part of a... Fla- weekend. Yep, it's part of a flag football league uh, that the NFL puts on, and it's done inside over at the Rock for all age groups. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I know the Rock. Yep. Uh, I do have a take on this, and I shouldn't mention this, but there was a guy named Jackie Robinson, and they told him, they're going to throw the book at you. Just ignore it. And he did, and he turned out to be one of the greatest players ever. Now, back in the day, the Brewers had a guy, Gary Sheffield, and he said a few things to the press, and they booed him every time. But then he hits a game-winning home run, and then all was good. Kill him, kill him on the field, not with your words. I don't right? think I. I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not a Mets fan, so I, I don't want to speak for that fan I, base. Because brother's a Mets fan, right? But I. I think it's going to be more than a home run for Javi Baez before they forget about this with Javi Baez. Sure. I, I just don't think you're going to forget about before this. Hang up. Gary Sheffield wasn't here that long. Gary that Sheffield was throwing at fans in the first row. Yeah, and Gary Sheffield, he went on to win World Series. They're probably gonna he's probably gonna request a trade. I hang up and listen. No, he's not going to. He's a free agent. He doesn't have to request a trade. He's done with that team after this year. He can go back and sign oh. with the Cubs if he wants. Well, he's just done. Ignore him then. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't care. Right, Mike, thanks for the call. Gary Sheffield, look. That 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 dude there, again, young, right? Very, very young. Probably got called up before he was ready from a maturity standpoint to get called up. Not only did he get called up, but then he got put with you know, a couple of the all-time greats with his Brewers team with Molitor and Yount and so forth. But this dude openly said later on that he was literally throwing at fans in the first row of County Stadium when he was playing on the left side of the infield at shortstop or third. Oh, which is flat out said it. Yeah, I just pick out somebody and throw at him. Pretty much said, yeah, I was pretty much trying to lose baseball games at this point. I was so distraught and didn't want to be in Milwaukee. That That... That's at a whole different level. And you didn't even know that he was doing it on purpose. You just thought that Gary Sheffield was just not all that good defensively. Yeah, whatever. He was so distraught and so upset about being on this team that he was literally going out of his way to try and essentially lose and give it away. So Gary Sheffield at a whole different level. Javi Baez is not that guy. Javi Baez is not sitting over there in New York trying to strike out on purpose and make outs on purpose. What sense does that make? He's just going to cost himself money after the season. It serves Javi Baez a lot more sense, or makes a lot more sense for Javi Baez, to go out there and play his tail end off and play at a high level. That's what makes sense for Javi Baez. It makes no damn sense for him to go out there and suck because he's just costing himself money. Uh, Ray Ann tweets at Sparky Radio, I think Javi's comment was odd. As players don't often speak out like that. Maybe they should. I wonder if the response would be different if someone else said it. Or someone we like a little bit more in Milwaukee. Would we question it from someone like Kane? Willie, or 22, or 22 says Rayanne. A couple things. I think it's a great point. One, Javi Baez is not a Met. 
necessarily, right? He just got there from Chicago. He hasn't been on the Mets for 10, 15 years. It's not that. If Piazza says that during his run with the Mets, is it taking it differently? And does Sandy Alderson say boo? One, I bet you Mets fans probably, see, again, I I speak out loud here. I've never lived in a day, I've never lived in New York in my life, so I don't know their their way of thinking. Maybe I'd be wrong. But I would think if he said it, you know, six, seven, eight years into his Hall of Fame career, then maybe those fans would be like, all right, we're a little out of line here. Maybe we should listen to to Piazza here and knock this stuff off. Maybe they react differently. But when you're a newcomer into a situation and you want to run your mouth, like you've been here a while and you know something, that, I think, is what really irritates them. Now, I can all but guarantee you for the next month, this dude is going to get booed out of the stadium. Yeah, he's going to get booed right out of the stadium. To Ryan's point about, would we question it from someone like Kane, Willie Adamas, uh, or Yelich? I don't know what Brewer fans' reaction would be if a Yelich or a Kane, Adamas, again, we've accepted him as, as you know, part of the Brewers, and he's the biggest reason why they are where they are. I get that. But again, just got here. Kane's been here. Yelich has been here for a while. Uh, as far as how Brewer fans would react to that, I don't know. The only thing I could compare it to, and it's not really maybe a fair comparison, is this whole thing that I thought found ridiculous uh, by LaFleur saying, uh, you know, hey, hey, no doing the wave uh, when, we're, when we got the ball on offense. No doing the wave. Y'all are making too much noise. We can't hear ourselves. That type of stuff. So that was LaFleur, I guess, chastising uh, his fan base to a certain degree. Now, not doing it to the way necessarily uh, that Javi Baez is doing it to the Mets with a thumbs down or whatever the case may be, but kind of similar. And some Brewer fans, not some Brewer fans, some Packer fans didn't like it. So you're going to get that reaction, I guess, kind of no matter where you get it from. Because there are some people that believe I buy my ticket, I'll do what I want. Simple. Plain and simple. And many people uh, disagree with that notion. So just interested to see where he came out on that. Uh, coming up next, I've got a half hour here before uh, Rami comes on at 3 o'clock, and he'll be here probably in like 15 or 20 minutes to tell us what's coming up on his show. i got to touch on this whole golf thing. I don't watch golf. I'm not a golf fan. But yesterday intrigued the heck out of me to the point that Twitter made me turn it on. And I want to talk about that. Coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Men. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fancy Sparky Fiverr Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. And I uh, said before we went to the last break that I, I am not a golf guy. Not at all. Not in the least bit. Now, have I golfed before? Yes, I golfed quite a bit growing up. My dad would always go take me and my brother. We play with our neighbors and we go golfing on you know Sunday mornings normally. Uh, kind of like the boys' time, uh, just us. Uh, so that was fun. I I enjoy playing golf. It's been a long time since I've played it, but I enjoy playing golf and used to play uh, quite a bit there for a while. And then as I got into radio and had less and less and less and less and less free time, uh, then I started playing golf even less, similar to bowling. Used to bowl all the time, and that also has been cut out as uh, radio has kind of taken over my life. Now, when... It comes to watching golf on TV, even when I was playing golf quite a bit with my dad, still didn't really care about watching it. Now, mind you, I'm old enough that, you know, I was watching the end of, you know, Lee Trevino and Jack Nicholas uh, and Chi-Chi Rodriguez and those guys, Gary Player. Those were the guys that, you know, we were watching on TV when I was growing up and we were going playing golf on the weekends. So I got to watch some characters, some really funny dudes and really good golfers and showmans and so forth. Then I started uh, watching golf a little bit more when Tiger Woods uh, came out of the scene at the GMO here uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, And, of course, you see him all over TV and then the huge epic Masters run that he had. I remember where I was that weekend when that was all going on. I was doing uh, dog track announcing at Dairy Lane Crayon Park in Kenosha because I was a dog announcer there for seven, eight years, ten years. I don't know, something like that, a long time. Um. So we had a TV on uh, in the background while we were doing the Greyhound races uh, that weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So kind of had an idea and watching that. So that kind of had my interest for a while. Uh, then after Tiger Woods got hurt and had the issue with his ex-wife and all of that stuff, my interest pretty much trailed off. Like, okay, whatever. So now there's a bunch of dudes all clumped together, fine. Um but there wasn't that necessarily a dominant player. And again, I just was never really into golf enough to care. So now yesterday, here I am on my couch. I'm doing some work on my, my computer. And uh, I'm seeing on social media, everybody talking about golf. And Bryson DeChambeau. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I know he's a little bit of a lightning rod and so forth and all that kind of have an idea of who he is and what he's about. And I'm watching on social media as I'm doing my work about how this other dude, Patrick, made a 20-foot putt, and, and it's unbelievable. They're going back and forth, and is kind of screwing this all up. And I was like, all right, all right, okay, fine. So they're going to a playoff, it said, fine. So at that point, I gave up. I gave up. I said, fine, I'll turn it on. You win. Social media, drag me in. Now, To that point, this is where TV should love social media. This is where athletes should love social media. Because I'm telling you right now, if there was no social media, I never would have turned that thing on. There's no chance I would have turned that on. Because I don't have a lot of friends that watch golf either. So it wasn't like anybody was texting me or calling me telling me to turn it on. That wasn't happening. Not one person. And the one person who I thought would be watching it was Gary Ellerson, and he didn't have it on either. So I was like, okay. So I turn it on. And when I when I tweeted it out, I was like, all right, Twitter, you win. So I, am I supposed to be rooting for this Patrick dude? Again, never heard of him. This Patrick dude uh, against DeChambeau, because that's what it feels like everybody else is rooting for. Ryan Horvath, bet MGM tonight, of course, with the bar for a long time, tweets back at me and says, well, yeah, I mean, that's great. You go ahead and root for him if you don't want me to win any money. 
And I laughed. I was like, hey, dude, you're like the only one on my timeline on Twitter. And I follow a bunch of people. You're like the only one on my timeline that actually wants this dude to win. For money reasons, nobody else seemingly is rooting for this guy. And I'm watching this, and I'm telling you what. This dude here didn't have a full-on meltdown, but dang. I mean, you're you're missing putts that, again, as a professional, you're expected to make. But as I've said before, and I'll say again, anytime you're in a big situation, big situation, and the pressure is on, it's not built for everybody. It's not. Some dudes may be okay at what they do, may be pretty good, but in the clutch, they go to a different level for whatever the reason. They focus more, whatever, and they can hit big shots in big situations across team sports, singular, you know, single sports, whatever. When there's money on the line or there's a big moment, you just figure he's going to hit the shot. It's just going to happen. He's going to hit the shot. Figure it out. He'll make it. There are other people that get in that situation and they tense up. They freeze up. And they're not good in that shot. They shrink in the moment. And I've always said it doesn't mean that they're any less of a player. It just means that in that situation, that's not their thing. And other dudes want, give me the ball in that situation. Coming out of a timeout, give me the ball. I got you. I'll hit the shot. Everybody got my way. I got you. In that situation yesterday, I'm sure there are a lot of dudes like, I'll make that putt. Give me, give me your putter. I'll hit that putt. Don't worry about it. I got you. And he missed putt after putt. And then on 17, I think it was, he hits the one into the water to the right. And I'm like, okay, well, this is it. It's done. He rallies back, gets it, gets it done, and then gets back to the 18th again for like the third time uh, and is able to win it. Or uh, loses it, I should say. Uh, to this Patrick dude, who now is going to be on the Ryder Cup team, it looks like. But the one thing I realized was that this sport might actually have a villain. I don't think I can ever remember golf having a villain. Having a guy where a majority of people are openly rooting against to do well. And that's where we are in golf right now. I felt, I literally felt bad for this dude. Because outside of Horvat, who had money on him to win, and I'm pretty sure he'll never put money on him again based on Horvat's reaction after he lost it, nobody was rooting for this dude. Nobody. Then after I sat back and I thought about it, this dude is what golf needs. This dude here is, they should play this up. I always make comparisons in sports that I don't really know or follow all that much to sports that I do know and that I do follow. And NASCAR is one of those sports that has made a living, a living off of those bad guys, those villains, those guys that everybody wants to root against. Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, those guys were the villains, the guys that people loved rooting against for a number of years. Brad Keselowski for a while was that guy that guys loved rooting against. Do you know what happens when you have guys or teams that you love rooting against? You're going to tune in because you want to see somebody beat them. The Yankees for years in baseball were that team. The Milwaukee Bucks won a championship, and you want to know what? You know who the bad guys are going to be this year? The Nets. Just like last year, most of the fan bases outside of Brooklyn will be rooting against the Nets because they got all those star powers. A lot of people don't like Durant. A lot of people don't like Harden. And a lot of people don't like Kyrie. And they're all on the same team. They're going to be the bad guys. When LeBron was with Miami, they were the bad guys. Because when you do the whole one, two, three, four, five, six, seven thing with your fingers at a pep rally before the whole thing even starts, you now have a target on your back and fans want to know that that's not going to happen and you're not going to succeed. 
You put together a super team and we hope it fails. Every sport needs a bad guy. Now, it's easy to be the bad guy in, say, NASCAR. You wreck a bunch of dudes. You talk a bunch of crap after you wreck a dude. Whatever. That, that's kind of how you become. You have temper tantrums like a five-year-old after a race. That's how you become uh, a bad guy. PBA, bowling even, same type of deal. can have those guys that you just don't like. Don't like their antics, don't like how they act, whatever. It's good for a sport, individual or team, to have those bad guys that people like to root against. Having said that, as the individual who is the bad guy, you can go one of two ways. You can play it up and play to it, and maybe overemphasize it, or you can shrink in the moment and hate it and not be able to function because it eats you alive. Those are the two ways you can go. Kyle Bush, back when he was that guy, man, they would do introductions. People would boo him all around the all around the racetrack. You know what he'd do? He'd lean into it and, and ask for more and put his hand by his ear like Hulk Hogan. They loved it. Loved it. Played up to it. Didn't bother him in the least. And if it did, he never said it publicly, never showed it publicly. Deschambeau is in a situation he should just play it up now. To hell with it. Just play it up. Because clearly, you're the bad guy. And it's all your fault. That whole thing with Brooks Kepka and everything that went on there. With their little spat that they had going back and forth. And everything that's gone along with it. And he speaks his mind and people don't like it and so forth. And that's fine. But now, if I'm the if I'm the PGA Tour and if I'm him, I play it up. Just play it up. Come up with some cute, fun marketing slogan that makes you the bad guy. Sell shirts, t-shirts, whatever. Those people that like you are in whatever this fan club. Makes too much sense. Play it up. It's good for the sport, and it's probably good for his career from a marketing perspective as well. So there you go. There's my spin on what happened yesterday in the BMW uh, Championship. All right. Uh, coming up next is Rami Makhlouf. He's patiently waiting here to talk. We'll find out what's coming up on his show at 3 o'clock next. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. Check out the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 NFL Edition. Brought to you by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Division by division previews, including the NFC North. That's right. You're all about Green Bay. Each show features NFL insider and former player Ross Tucker and celebrated football journalist Jason Lockenfora. Download the Odyssey app today so you don't have to miss a single Show. Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you on Sparky's Midday Madness as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Joining us now is Rami Makhlouf in studios. We get ready for the Rami Show coming up here uh, at 3 o'clock. How you doing, Rami? I'm good. How did you do this weekend? I know you were out and about a lot of comedy. Yes. Uh, Saturday, I saw you that uh, where you were Saturday, the, the lapping tap. tap. Yeah. Looked like a good crowd for the pictures you sent out. That's a hot room. That's a hot room Saturday night. That's the fun. Marvel t-shirt you wore, is that a lucky shirt or just no, didn't just feel a... like dressing up and just run with it? Or I, I like that shirt. Oh. It's <laughs> not lucky. It's just, I like it. It was it was next up in the rotation. So it wasn't like a comedy thing. You were playing off of it? Or... No, it was, no. The, it was just next, next up, up in, in, the rotation. in the rotation of t-shirts. For those of That's... you that don't know Rami, it's, <laughs> this is a thing, has been for as long as I've known him. He's got a whole way of how he picks and chooses what to wear on certain days. I do. It really is amazing. <laughs> I look for something that's not wrinkled and go. And sometimes if it is wrinkled and I don't feel like ironing it, I just no, go. I have a rotation. I have a rotation. And it's seasonal. Things get pulled out. Well, that makes a lot of people right. do seasonal. Yeah. Like sweatshirts go away sure. in the summer. Right. Come back out in the fall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. So I have a system. T-shirts never go away, though. I have a system. No, the T-shirts always stay out. Right. It's just a matter of are you going to see it? Is there going to be a hoodie over right. it? You know what I mean? Exactly. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Why, you don't like that shirt? You don't think that shirt is stage-worthy? Well, no, just normally when I see pictures of you doing comedy, you have, like, a dress shirt on. You yeah, look, I've, you I've look like... Down. I've toned it down. I've toned it down. I was trying to be somebody I wasn't, Sparky. That's not who I am. That's funny, because not... I was just about to say you looked really classy, and now you <laughs> said that. That's too bad. Oh, well. Um, so what's coming up on the show at 3 o'clock? <laughs> but it was good, and, and uh, no, especially yesterday, we raised a lot of money. A for lot who? of money at that charity for you? show. For No, for research for Batten's disease. Oh, Batten's disease. You told me about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Good. The show in West House. You want to hear something that made me angry, though? You want to hear something that made me mad, Sparky? You were a brass monkey, right? I was a brass monkey. How was the food? I didn't, uh, you actually, didn't I had, eat? No, I had some wings. I had some wings, and they were really good. 
really good. They got good food. The wings. It's are been really a while good. since I've been there, but they they had good food. That's all I ate. We used I to go there after wings. file inspection yeah. once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, so I I had a good set, but there's one there's one dude who is uh he was a problem. All right, he was a problem. Southside Mike showed up again. No, no, it wasn't Southside Mike. It was another dude who was a pro- like much more of a problem than Southside Mike. Does he know who you are? The dude? Was he doing it on purpose because he didn't like you? Know, this dude didn't know who he was. Oh, he was <laughs> okay. trashed? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> he didn't know who he was. So I, I I roast him. I take care of him. I finish my set. Everybody has a good time. And then I get off stage. Uh-oh. And this dude wins $500 in the 50-50 raffle. <laughs> right he needs the money. Yeah. I was so mad, dude. I was so upset. I was so like that is what what happened to karma? Is karma not a thing? Does karma not exist, Sparky? Does is karma not a real thing? Because I always believed in it until that moment, right? There. I think it is to a certain degree. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> I, I totally believe in it. Yeah. But other than that, dude, it was a great time out there, and we raised a lot of money, so it was fun. I had a good time. That's good. Uh, yeah. All right. So what do you got coming up? Coming up on the, up show? On the show today, Sparky. I know you guys talked about this on the big show, but I've got thoughts too. Now that you've seen all you're going to see from Jordan Love, hopefully, you feeling better or worse about moving on from Aaron Rodgers next off season? Yeah, I, I'm comfortable with it. I'm good. You are. Let's you roll. saw enough. You good? Let's roll. Because the way I look at it is, you're screwed on the salary cap anyhow. And as Goody has said time and time again, eventually, you know. We're going to have to pay the Piper for what we're doing I mean, keep moving all this money in the future. So that Piper is going to be next year unless Rodgers extends and moves money. Cobb extends and moves money all this stuff. As I think Rodgers and Cobb are both gone. There's, I think Darius to... is probably gone. Preston Smith is probably gone. I, they're, they're going to go backwards. So if you're going to go backwards and you're going to bite the bullet, as they like to say, then fine. Then bite the bullet next year. Start Jordan Love. Win your six or seven games, whatever the may, case may be. Uh, and then that following season, when your salary cap is straightened out and you can get back to spending money again, then Jordan Love comes back and gets you those nine or ten wins and you start moving forward again. You have one bad year. Rodgers had a, a year of six or seven wins. Jordan Love's entitled to have the same type of year. It's fine. I I don't think I don't think you, you move on from Aaron Rodgers for salary cap purposes. There's ways to free up cap space. Without, well, I'm not moving on for salary cap purposes. I'm moving on because he doesn't want to be here. I, I mean, I understand that. That's yes, that that I get. I'm saying, but, I'm saying from the fact of if they're going to have to take a hit at some point anyhow, for sure, and pay the piper, then let's pay the piper with Jordan Love at quarterback for a year and get him that experience, and then move forward in year two and then expect but some I mean, wins. You could say, well, I'll get into it on my. show. That's good. I'll yeah, get into it's it possible. on my show. I'm yeah. not going to, you know, yeah. blow the whole thing here. Ryan Wood, uh, our uh, Packers Green Bay football insider, oh. he's going to be joining me at 3:45. Since on you have show. him on, this yeah. is good. Yeah. So Tony in Texas listening, and we were talking about the Javi Bias thing, former Cup. We're going to talk uh, about that this afternoon. Well, you need to talk to Ryan Wood because he's a Mets fan. I know that's why we have yeah. that slotted right before. Oh. Ryan Wood. <laughs> good. So Tony in Texas, if you're still that's listening, my guy Sam that, yeah. that, that yeah. produced that little half hour. So of radio Tony, right if you're there. listening in Texas, still on the Odyssey app. Keep it tuned because uh, Ryan will be coming up. Because he literally said, you need to get Ryan Wood on. I want to hear what he has to say well, as a Mets fan. to hear what he has to say. So there we're going to talk about it right before we have Ryan Wood on, and then we're going to get Ryan Perfect. Wood on. Perfect. Get his thoughts on that. And then, of course, the Packers. Uh, Brewers' thoughts in the 4 o'clock hour. One Brewer called this a huge series, measuring stick series. That's what the we asked today. This the is a measuring stick series. Man, why are we doing the same topics? Because um, Sam looked at our rundown and just gave it to you. No, these no? I no, I gave these to Sam. So you just listened to our show and wrote them down and gave them to you Sam. Hey, it's all right. <laughs> you don't listen to the station. I know. I, I was joking. Um, hey, not because I dislike anybody. I don't want to. So I will just say this about this I measuring did, stick thing. Also, Tim Allen at at four thirty. Good. It, it's a measuring stick thing. If you think that they're a they're an issue at some point, yeah, I I don't. It's good baseball. The team, Dodgers right? are the team that 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 I want. That that's the team. I don't. I don't really care about the Giants, the Braves, the Reds, whatever. I don't care. The only team that I want to beat and in a series is the Dodgers. Outside of everybody else, I don't think anybody else in the NL can beat this team. See, the only team that I think will give the Brewers a fight in the NL at this point, because of how good their pitching is, and now Yelch is starting to hit and so forth, I think are the Dodgers. They're the one team that I say would be a fight, and I really, really want the Dodgers. I mean, the Reds knock them out on a wild card. I mean, I'm not going to complain. But, I, I, again, a third of the payroll the Brewers have to the Dodgers. They knocked them on the last time they were in the playoffs. I want the Dodgers. And then whoever comes to the AL, fine. Deal with that when it happens. I don't think you can say who's going to be the, the hardest team to beat come October. I don't buy the Giants. We don't, we don't know. I don't buy the Giants. We don't know. But, I mean, it could be the Giants. It could, it could be the Braves. 
The Braves could be the hottest team in the National League come October. You don't know. That's why Major League Baseball's postseason is I know so what random. Their, I know what their pitchers look like, and I'm telling you, that pitch, unless the Brewers get hurt between now and the end of September, if they're healthy, Crazy if happen. Peralta's healthy, teams get hot. do you see Ashby over the weekend? Cold. Yes. I mean, Ashby, think about this. Ashby is going— Should Ashby be the fourth starter in the playoffs? Right. See that? We're going to talk about that today. But even just move past that. Ashby's going to be the fourth starter in this rotation next year. I mean, this rotation next, next year, year dude? this rotation next, next year, year, hold on, this rotation next year is going to be even better than this year because Brett Anderson will be moved aside, and now Hauser all of a sudden becomes your four or five next year. Mm-hmm. They're all under control. I mean, again, as a Brewers fan, I know I told you when Brian Rizzo got y'all going to win World Series, uh, plural, and you said you're nuts, you only won one because y'all screwed it up. This this thing here for the Brewers, they got a chance to get on a, on a little run here. What are you about here. to say? What are you about to do here? I'm saying next oh, okay. three years, they have uh-huh. a chance to compete for a World Series yes. each year if they're healthy. That, that's, that's, each that's year. That's a logical statement. Right? That right there is a yes. I thought you were about to say they should win two or three World Series when they, as long as they have this rotation. If they get okay. uh, if they get a stud bat to go with what they have, with Yelich and so forth, so if they get a stud third baseman in, in free agency or via trade to go with what they have, then maybe I'll go with you on that. But they they need another stud bat besides what they have. Before I can say plural world series, and they don't have one yet. No, can't go there. Is that all you got? Uh, yeah, like I said, Tim Allen, 430. Okay, He'll so. He'll talk Brewers and Draft Mockery at 445, and of course, Pick a Lane at 5 o'clock, and uh, lots of fun stuff. You were here the last time uh, Gary Ellerson had a vision of the Packers winning a Super Bowl uh, regular season. You remember? Damn. Remember? Yes. Yeah. And what happened? They won the Super Bowl. Mm. I saw right. his tweet. Let me. Uh, let me. Let, this is this is what happened earlier. Plucker made it into a promo already. Him and uh, John McDonough. Uh, th- this this happened earlier. If you missed it, I had a dream. Will Gary Ellerson's prophecy come true? That the Packers won a Super Bowl. I think this was Friday night. I woke up Saturday morning. The second part of that dream was I tweeted out, "Aaron Rodgers ain't going nowhere." That was the second half of that. I tweeted that in my dream. How much bourbon did you have before you go to? Sometimes I had quite a few because it was Friday matter. night. That, that might have been okay. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. But I, I don't know if it was. And now, I don't ever say offhand like like they going to Super I got to have some sort of something. Premonition. A vision. You know, yeah. And it just came to me in a dream. When was the last hey. time this this uh, dream or vision happened about them winning the Super Bowl? Premonition. When was the last time it happened? Only happened one other time that I know. When Magic Carpet Ride year. I can't like, he has not playing. done this since the last time not. they won a Super Bowl. This is the Wendy's Big Show on twelve fifty AM. The Fan. So you think Gary is telling the future with his dreams and season's over? It's all done. Gary's. Like I, it's all done. I saw the tweet. Cleo. I quote tweeted and said, "Season's over. Brewers just got to do what they're supposed to do. Win the World Series. You're gonna have three championship parades in a row." Season's done. So in his dream, the the Packers won the Super Bowl. Yes. And then he tweeted in his dream. That Rodgers was staying. That Rodgers was staying. Yep. All right. They're going to another Super Bowl and winning another Super Bowl. I've been saying Brewer Packers will win the Super Bowl this year before his dream. Now it's confirmed. Done. It's confirmed. Done. It's It's done. It's over. It's done. It's all done. All right. If you say so, man. It's all done. I don't want to. I'm not even worried about it. Like I, I wasn't concerned about it before. Now I'm really. Are we confident. sure he's never like bet you sure your house on it? Are we sure he hasn't had one of these premonitions since the magic carpet ride year, as you as you call it? I've done every show with him pretty much since. Yeah, like you, re- like you remember everything that I, happens. I'm this, yes, because the first and only time he's done it prior to that was the magic carpet ride year. All right, if you say so, I'm telling you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I, I said earlier, bet your house on it. When I'm not going to bet my house on it. Well, you have somebody living in your house. So that right. would really suck for them yeah. if you lost. No, I'm not betting my house. Yeah. I think I got a newborn. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be nice Good to those them. people. Good for them. Yeah. When's your newborn? Mine? Never? Ever? No. Lil no. Romney. I thought no. Lil Romney was a thing. Lil no, Romney was a thing on Twitter. That ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. I'm way too old for babies, dude. Let's go to my show. What are we doing? I'm way too old for babies. Turtles. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 